1: Thank you for your presence today. The Bible tells us to trust in God and lean not to our own understanding, to acknowledge Him in all our ways, and He will direct our paths. Yet even as Christians, too often we think we can do what we want to do without praying to God for guidance and wisdom. Just like Samson, we break our vows and suffer the consequences of our godless decisions and actions. We miss out on blessings God has for us, yet because He is God, His will ultimately prevails. You'll want to take notes, so have your Bible pen and paper handy.
2: Refuse to go where you don't belong. And if you don't belong there, I tell you what, the Holy Ghost will will make you uneasy. He will unsettle you. Refuse to go where you don't belong. Samson got comfortable sleeping in another woman's lap. Judges 16, 19 says, she loved him to sleep on her knees. Oh, she put him to sleep. My friends, I mean, he slept good on that. He slept good. (laughs) Drooling all at the mouth, all messed up. Best sleep on on a Philistine foreign woman's lap. My friends, so many have fallen into sin by living a licentious life, sleeping in another woman's bed that's not your wife or your husband, vice versa. If you don't belong where you are, then why are you there? Huh? Some of y'all scared to write that down. It's too much conviction. (laughs) If you let me say it again. Yeah, you, you got the point. If you don't belong where you are, then why are you there? If you are a Christian, the Holy Spirit will make you so uncomfortable to the, point, to the point that you feel uneasy, you will feel guilty, and your conscience won't allow you to enjoy yourself there. You won't enjoy yourself because the Holy Ghost won't let you enjoy yourself. If you are not uncomfortable in your sin, you need to ask yourself why. Places in which you don't belong and activities you must not participate in include going to adult entertainment and strip clubs. You say, I'm going in there to witness. No, you're not. (laughs) Stop lying. That's right, stop lying. You got a lot of places you can witness. You're going to go in there and witness. No, you, you entangled. You're not witnessing going go, go to adult entertainment and strip clubs, gambling at, at casinos with the Lord's money, premarital and extramarital sex, pornography, homosexual relationships, drugs, drunkenness, gang activities, and cohabitating or shacking up without a marriage license. Beloved Cohabitation may be popular because everyone is doing it, but sin is still sin. My wife and I were eating at a restaurant, and I'm not gonna say there's a little city just outside town. You say, what little city? I ain't gonna tell you, <laughs> okay? And so with this young man, I just, you know, we always engage in conversation, so uh, so I said, uh, are you, are you? he said, uh, I asked him, uh, are you married? He said, I'm a, I'm a family man. You know, and he said, talked about his children and all of that. But as I talked a little bit longer, discovered he wasn't married with with a license. And I said, "Well, you know, when are you gonna get some license? You know, I, you know, I'm just well, He kind of got a little uneasy. I mentioned license. You know, if you if you are a family man, you ought to be licensed. <laughs> Say license. You get license for dogs and cats. To even have trees cut. You get license for everything. Huh? License for everything. Ladies, don't you let a man in your house, all in your bed, eating all over the table, doing everything a married man, a married couple doing, and he don't love you enough or respect you enough to get license? I say, you get out of my house. Look how quiet it is. I didn't get one amen. <laughs> you better learn to say, get. You'll look at them cross eyed and say, look, don't you go there. I don't play that. You're not going to be straight with me, and you don't love me enough to get some license. Bye. And some of y'all are in a whole lot of trouble now because you didn't say bye soon enough. Sin is still sin. For those of you who are thinking about dating and marriage, be very discerning and patient. Be very discerning and patient as to whom you will cultivate a relationship with. It takes time to learn people and even longer to discover their true motives. Takes time to learn people. You don't learn people in three weeks. We've been dating three weeks. What is that? And then it takes even longer to, to, to learn their true motives. Samson loved Delilah, but she really didn't love Samson and wasn't the least bit interested in him. She only wanted the silver from the Philistines. She wanted some money, honey. In Judges chapter 16, verses 4 and 5, and verse, 8, and verse 18, it says, After it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek." whose name was Delilah and the lords of the Philistine came up to her and said to her, entice him and find out where his great strength lies. And by what means we may overpower him that we may bind him to afflict him. And look, underline this. And every one of us will give you 1100 pieces of silver. Wasn't about loving him was all about the money. All about the money. Folks say they love you and all they want is your sex. They, want to, they say they love you. They just want to tangle themselves and then yank themselves from you and take half the assets. Verse 18. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart. Underline that now. All his heart. She sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hand. My friends, so many people get married because the person they desire to marry has something that they want or something that they like, like popularity. They're popular, they want them because of their good look. Oh, she's so pretty. Man, she'll eat you alive. And hey, it's not just about looks. That man kept all kind of biceps. And, 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 no, and no precepts. <laughs> it's not about biceps. It's about pre. Say pre. Precepts. Biceps. Biceps is not going to keep you. Used to biceps will knock all your teeth out. If you don't know the Lord. It's not about popularity. It's not about good looks. You don't marry folk for status and you don't marry them for money. My, mar- My wife didn't marry me because I had a lot of money and she didn't marry me because I had biceps. <laughs> you, you know that by now. <laughs> <laughs> she married me because the Lord told her I was going to be her, her husband. And I knew that I knew God was directing me toward her. It was a God thing. That's how we can be married 38 years and counting. Right. Amen. You ought to clap on that. You ain't got a pastor up here, been married four or five times, and now who is this lady? Every odd year, every other year, it's another lady. Wow, that man got some juice. <laughs> what y'all laughing at? <laughs> I want you to hear this. Stop laughing and write. The, oh, that's what you got to apologize. You just, it's conviction. Conviction sometimes make you cry, sometimes make you laugh. The only person you should marry is the one who is from the Lord for you. Huh? Did you get that? The only person you should marry is the one who is from the Lord for you. You say, well, he's big. Listen, God can refine him. Uh, you say, "Well, he don't have the education that I would like for him to have." He's bringing the money home. You know, everybody's not to have a college education. He got—he got—he's a brick mason, a good yard man, make money. There are folk who do lawns make more than folk who teach.
1: Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently. Yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. There are folk who got great
2: skill sets without degrees. <laughs> it's not all about a degree. Now, nothing wrong with a degree. Get, get them if, 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 that's, if that's what the Lord is leading you. But it's not all about a degree. You don't want the smartest man. You want a Christian man. You want a Christian woman. You want a holy man, a holy woman. You want somebody with standards. Somebody who, who loves the law of God. So the only person, and some- stop being, oh, thank you, Lord, this is not on paper, but uh, your, your, your child brings somebody home and he's black and she's Hispanic or vice versa. Well, I, I thought you were going to marry in your race. Leave them alone. You got, leave them alone. You got folk who are in the same race that's killing each other. Killing each other in the same race. Killing each other. That's right. They both saved. They both love the Lord. Say thank you, Jesus. Not, it's not a man and a man coming in your house, a woman and a woman talking about this is the love of my life. I, listen, I take, I, I'll take interracial marriages any day. That's right. Love does no colors. That's right. That's right. And y'all need to get over yourself. And leave racism out of this business, and some parents are racist, and you and that 's an acquired a uh, learned thing from the parents. The only person you should marry is the one who is from the Lord. Number seven, Samson became desensitized to sin because he kept flirting with it Samson became desensitized, desensitized to sin because he kept flirting with it. Uh, Judges chapter 16, verses 6 through 11, then skip down to verses 10 and 11, and then verse 13. It says, So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me your great strength, where your great strength lies, and with what you may be bound to afflict you. Boy, he couldn't get it? And Samson said to her, If they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried then I shall become weak and be like any other man. Verses 10, 11, skip down. Then Delilah said to Samson, look, you have mocked me, Samson, and, and, and told me all these lies. Now, please tell me what you may be bound with. So he said to her, if they bind me securely with new ropes that have never been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. My friends, refuse to hang around, to lie, to play games, and fraternize with people who can jeopardize your character, your reputation, and your anointing from God. I said a lot, let me say it again for the sake of writing. Refuse to hang around, tell lies, play games, Fraternize with people who can jeopardize your character, your reputation, and your anointing from God. Uh, Verse 13 says, Delilah said to Samson, until now you have mugged me and told me lies. Tell me what what you may be bound with. And he said to her, if you weave the seven locks of my head into a web of the loom. Now Notice that each time Samson answers Delilah, he comes closer to revealing the, secrets, the secret of his strength because he kept flirting with sin. By this point, Samson, listen to this, by this point, Samson had become so spiritually dull and entangled that he was unable to back out. And such is the case with so many Christians who get so deep into sin that they can't find their way out. Number eight, be very discerning who you reveal your weaknesses and secrets to. Be very, very discerning who you will reveal your weaknesses and secrets to and how much you will tell them because that person could, could use them as a stick to clobber you with. Judges chapter 16, verse 16, and then verse 19b. I want you to just underline it. This is powerful. With such nagging. Look at that woman nagging. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, noonday, evening. Help me, tell me. She nagged him day after day. You know what? Until he was sick. To death of it. Verse 19 says, she began to torment him. There's something big in that. Refuse to buckle under pressure and give in to that which is forbidden by God. You got people who will pressure you. Refuse to buckle under pressure and give in to that which is forbidden by God to your own spiritual and physical detriment. Such as someone pressuring you to have sex. Someone pressuring you to lie, to cheat, to steal. Seeking to please those who are self-centered, manipulative, and controlling. They will just drive you out of your mind. You only embolden those who are not satisfied until they get their way. That's right. You only embolden those who are not satisfied until they get their way. Learn to say no and boldly stand your ground. Look how quiet it is in here now. If not, you will end up compromising your godly values which will result in guilt, depression. If you keep compromising, giving in, giving in, you'll end up in guilt, depression, discouragement, spiritual regression, and so much more. In other words, Delilah had become abusive to Samson. Day after day, nagging him till he, he was sick. What do you do when you find yourself entangled in an abusive relationship? Write this down. I know you, I, can, I can sense you're listening. What do you do when you find yourself entangled in an abusive relationship? First of all, be mindful that there are different kinds of abuse. Just, just to name a few, you, 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 have, you, you have physical abuse. There's sexual abuse. There's verbal abuse. There's emotional abuse. And then you do we don't say this one, but this is true too. True too. There's also financial abuse. You say, how is that? Where someone controls the money in the home to the degree that the that the other spouse cannot spend anything without permission of feeling. Guilty. What'd you need that for? How much is that? I gave you $2.50. Wasn't that enough? My friend, if you are in an abusive relationship, then here are some things you should do. Write these down because you and those who cross your paths will need them. There's abuse going on all over the church, all in society and you need to give them a timely word from the Lord. Here's what you do. Number one, if you are in a life-threatening situation, then you must immediately separate yourself. Don't let any man knock one tooth out at a time, and you said, I took a vow to death do you point, but God didn't say lose your teeth in the process. Okay? They slapping you, they hitting you, they let and so, if you if you feel like your life is in danger, you need to remove yourself immediately. Number two, if the situation is not life-threatening, then lovingly confront the abuser. If it is not life-threatening, don't just turn your head and say, oh, that's just the way he is or she is. If the situation is not life-threatening, then lovingly confront the abuser. Number three, refuse to snap in the heat of the moment or seek revenge against the abuser. Sometimes you can get, you can get, it's a wonder with the way that woman was nagging Samson and coming down on him and all the tormenting him and all of that. I mean, as strong as he was, he could have, instantly he would have broke her neck. Some of these folk are in jail because they snapped And people focus on the murder, but they don't know what led to the murder. Not that I'm justifying murder. Refuse to snap in the heat of the moment or seek revenge against the abuser before you hurt somebody you need to re- if you can't go any further you on the edge and you know you're about to lose it back off separate yourself for a period of time find 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 some place of refuge or safety and and cool down so you can think so 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 really take this to heart uh Romans 12:19 Romans 12:19 says beloved do not avenge yourselves but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. You could snap and lose your job, lose your reputation, lose your character, lose everything, and people don't see all of that drama that led up to your snapping. Number four, seek help from someone you trust. and that's, That also means someone that can hold confidentiality and who has your best interests at heart. Seek out someone. Don't hold all that in to yourself. That will kill you. Number five, allow the word of God to encourage and comfort your heart. There are passages in scripture that will bring healing and rest and encouragement and comfort to your soul. Number six, seek biblical counseling. Seek biblical counseling. Go to those who know the scripture. And can counsel you from the word of God, number seven, cry out to God for wisdom and direction. Cry out to God for wisdom and direction. Cry out to God for wisdom and direction. and finally but not the least, Number maid, be bold and refuse to be paralyzed by fear because you're afraid of the consequences. You want to save your family, you don't want to see you wonder what's going to happen to the children. Are you going to wonder what's going to happen? So many things involved and, and this. A lot of times this happened, even after the children are all gone, be, be bold and refuse to be paralyzed by fear, trusting God to see you through the process of getting free of the abuse. Second Corinthians three, 17 B says, where well, the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. Well, the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. God doesn't want you bound by people. God don't want you all nervous. God wants you to be in a hot mess. And then you paralyze, you're afraid of the person, or you afraid of whomever it is, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, or wherever it's coming from, relatives or whatever. So fathers and wives. Oh, this, this lady was tormenting Samson. He put himself in that position. Yes, he did. He violated the principle of God, principles of God. Yes, he did. And he got himself entangled, and she abused him until she got what she wanted. And all God's children said, and Father, we thank you for this message. We love you. We bless you, and we worship you. Father, forgive our sins. Lord, this message had so much in it. It was written thousands of years ago, but yet so relevant today. We pray, Father, that you'd move people up here who are hurting, who are abused, who are unchurched, who are seeking a church home. Perhaps there's somebody here who's saved, but don't have a church home. Maybe there are others here who are lost. We pray, Father that this message would convict their hearts and that they would turn their hearts to you now in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, you're here today without the Lord Jesus Christ. You're here today and you are at a crossroad and you got some major decisions to make. The Bible says, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible says, believe on the Lord and you shall be saved. you got to say, Lord, I believe that you are the very son of God, that you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried for me. You rose for me. You're coming back for me. I surrender my life, my soul, my heart to you. Father, you are the one I can tell all of my heart to, and you will help me, and you will free me. And It is my prayer that you will come to Jesus now. Jesus want you free. There are you, there are those of you out of my voice today, you are, you, 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 you're in bondage. You're enslaved by pornography. You're enslaved by technology. You're enslaved by the media. You're enslaved uh, by, to gambling. You're enslaved to alcohol. You're enslaved to all kinds of things. But Jesus want you free so that you can serve God to the maximum of your potential and give him the best of your life.
1: If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas or call us at 210-821-5683.